Well, hello, and welcome to this edition of the new podcast from Probe Ministries. My name is Paul Rutherford. I am a research associate here with Probe Ministries International. Probe Ministries is an equipping, apologetics, and worldview ministry dedicated to freeing Christians from cultural captivity and building confident ambassadors for Christ. We are here for you. If you believe in Jesus, we want you to think biblically. We're here for you if you don't believe in Jesus. We also want you to think biblically, too. We want uh, you to think biblically about every area of your life, not just what happens on Sunday morning during sermons, not just during prayer times or prayer meetings or small group meetings. If the Bible is true, it's always true, and it's true about everything. So that's true for every aspect of life. So today on our conversation, we're going to cover just one topic, but there are many, many topics already covered on the website, which is uh, probe.org, P-R-O-B-E dot O-R-G. So if you have a difficult question or are having a difficult time finding a biblical response to a difficult question, check out the website. That's www.probe dot O-R-G. So today, we're going to be talking about the gender spectrum. Sexual identity, gender identity, these are topics that are hotly contested right now. They're very popular in our culture. Lots of people talking about them in politics, music, education, film, TV, movies. It's everywhere. It's quite controversial as well. But I have a guest with me here today on this podcast to talk about the gender spectrum. Uh, This is an esteemed colleague of mine, a fellow research associate here at Probe Ministries, a dear friend of mine, and I'm honored to call you a colleague. I'm I'm very grateful to have you here in the studio. She is a frequent contributor to the Probe website. Many uh, of the topics are on uh, gender, homosexuality, human sexuality, just in general, uh, providing biblical insight on on those things. Let's uh, welcome Mrs. Sue Bolin. Welcome, Sue. Glad to have you. Hey, Paul. So glad to be here. Thanks. Excited for our uh, conversation today and looking forward to what we're going to get to talk about. So why don't you tell us a bit more about your experience and what it has to do with the gender spectrum? Well, my area for probe is about marriage, family, and sexuality. And so much of my understanding about gender and the gender spectrum particularly has been shaped by 20 years of serving with a ministry to those dealing with unwanted homosexuality. And there's so gender is a part of that. Understanding gender is a part of that. And learning to listen to people and hear their stories and their heartbreak and um, see for myself some of the brokenness mm-hmm. that can arise over this issue has shaped so much of my understanding. I'm also the mother of two sons mm. and a keen observer of human beings. I'll attest to that. Yeah. And so I love kind of putting what I see as, well, the biblical truth with how do we apply this to everyday life, particularly when it comes to the issue of gender and sexuality. You know, in so many of your posts to the website are are some of our most popular, some of our most highly retrieved posts and questions that we frequently get. People who email us from time to time. I'm often the one who looks at those emails first, and I know so many times I'm going to you and hey, hey Sue, we've got another question on this one. You do you want to do you want to feel this one again? I think that just attests to our, our culture's confusion mm-hmm. about human sexuality. What is gender? What is human sexuality? How how does this work? Who are we? And what does it mean to be uh, a sexual being? And I, I think our culture, for the most part, uh, is just really really confused and just really in need of what Scripture teaches about it. And so that's why I'm really glad that you're here to talk about that today. Love it. 
Right now, I'm uh, listening on an audiobook to Christopher Yuan's new book, Holy Sexuality, hmm. in which case he very astutely says that gender identity and sexual identity is not who we are, it's actually how we are. And hmm. that confusion is at the core of a lot of mess-ups in our culture. People mm -hmm. don't understand the difference. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about the gender spectrum because it, it is my very favorite thing to talk about. Uh, particularly, right? yeah, especially with parents of young kids. I love going to mops groups and mothers of preschoolers and, mm. and what, no matter mops, what church okay. it is, yeah. what group it is and sharing this perspective that the Lord gave me a number of years ago, which has been a real game changer for a lot of people in terms of how they see boys and girls and actually grown up boys and girls, men and women. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What I heard you say was that this idea of the gender spectrum is one of your favorite things to talk about mm -hmm. with different groups that you go to, like mops, for example. What about it is so good? Why is it your favorite topic to talk about? It clearly delineates, I think, an understanding of how we can celebrate the way that God makes kids. And there's a w much wider range of masculinity and femininity than our culture wants to give credit for. Hmm. And what God has shown me about the gender spectrum is that there is a way to cherish and celebrate his good design of boys with a, a wide variety of boys and a wide variety of girls. And when we can love and accept and cherish our kids as they are mm -hmm. without labeling them or castigating them for not fitting into a too narrow box yeah. of what we think this is what it means to be a boy or this is what it means to be a girl. We serve them well. We love them well. Mm. And we raise them well. Mm. Oh, that's so good. I mean, what else do kids need? I mean, <laughs> for sure, that's so good. It's, it's foundational to a, a healthy self-image to realize the very first thing about a baby when they're born you know, nobody announces, oh, look, it's a future neuroscientist. <laughs> uh, you know, they say it's a boy, no, it's no. a girl. Yeah, they don't say that. No. And so what does that mean? And one of the basic things about a little kid is I'm a boy or I'm a girl. Yeah. What does that mean? And I would love for parents and grandparents and teachers and all adults to look at children and treasure the design of God as they are. Mm. And the gender spectrum idea is what I think can help us do that. So if I say gender spectrum, often what people think is one single spectrum with masculinity on one end and femininity on the other yeah. and something messy in the middle, right? I don't think that's the way it is. And Genesis 1 it says that God created the male and female. And I believe there is a separate spectrum for masculinity and another one for femininity. And on the masculine spectrum, every little boy comes into the world at a point on the spectrum. On the one mm -hmm. end, you've mm -hmm. got your 
rough and tumble, sports yep. oriented. Yep. We often think of them as all American boys, Gotta but this balls. is worldwide. Absolutely. Yeah. Balls. Anything roughly yeah. spherical is yeah. <laughs> like a magnet to a boy's heart. And or many boys. not spherical too. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and if there are corners, it can cause all kinds of damage to, you know, siblings' faces. As it and, does in my home. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We, we, we've had trips to the emergency room because oh, of that. Man. So on the one end is your rough and tumble. Okay. Um, and the majority of boys tend toward that end of the spectrum. But equally masculine, by God's good design, on the other end of the spectrum would be your aesthetic boys. Not rough and tumble. Instead of athletic, they're aesthetic. They're all okay. about being creative, artistic, musical. This is boys who are gifted in the performing arts mm-hmm. and the Visual arts, the musical arts are on, on this end of the spectrum, and they tend to be very, very sensitive. Mm. Um, my husband, as you know, teaches two-year-olds every Sunday morning in mm-hmm. church, and yeah, he can idea. identify the sensitive boys at two, mm. because if somebody starts wow. to cry, they will drop what they're doing and go over and pat them on the shoulder. Yeah. You okay? Mm. You okay? You yeah. know, that beautiful, tender sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Nobody teaches boys to be like that, to be one kind or the other. They come out of the womb that way. Okay, so that would be the masculinity spectrum. And, of course, there's everything in between as well. So, for example, I have two sons. One of them... He was an art major in his undergrad, and he he was definitely on the sensitive, artistic, creative end of the spectrum. I've got another one who says, Mom, I am smack dab in the middle, and I totally believe that. So hmm. there's the masculinity spectrum. And then the femininity spectrum, I believe, on the one end, you've got your girly girls. You know, they come out of the womb asking for a pink receiving blanket <laughs> and one of those little headbands with the big old rose on it yeah, yeah, yeah. to put on their bald head, yeah. you know, so that everybody knows I'm a girl. I'm a girl. And they can't wait to get for their fingernails to get big enough. Mommy can put some nail polish nail on polish, it, right? Yeah. yeah. And on the other end of the spectrum uh, would be your tomboy jockettes. You know, they're allergic to dresses and dressing up and they have no interest in makeup and nail polish they want to be wearing their jeans and their sweats get outside climb trees throw a perfect spiral (laughs) um sometimes they grow up to be amazing mechanics and i was like oh let's pull this engine out of a car and retool it completely Mm -hmm. and they're also that's a type of femininity that god loves Mm. and then there's everything in between But that's God's choice. And nobody trains a girl to be one or the other. Mm -hmm. You know, that is God's good design for every child. Mm. So that's what I've seen of the gender spectrum is actually there's two gender spectra. And um, (laughs) yeah, I took five years of Latin. (laughs) It just pops up. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, let me back up. Let me make sure I'm understanding you here. Okay, so when most people think about gender, they typically think about human identity, gender identity on one spectrum. And on one end, you got men. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, you got women. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what I hear you saying is that this idea of the gender spectrum, it rejects that human identity is on one spectrum, but rather mm-hmm. they're on two. Exactly. And one entire spectrum just for men and an entirely different spectrum just for women. Exactly. Is that right? And that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. You know, th- that's, um, man, that's crazy. That's crazy different. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. <laughs> How liberating that is that you don't you don't have to find either young girls who are maybe more athletic or more tomboyish and say, oh, well, they're more like boys, which is, you know, 
not nope. the way God made them as girls, and, and right. it almost seems to create this contradiction in their identity. And likewise, mm-hmm. on the on the male side, you don't have to have boys who were born sensitive or sensitive to others' feelings who their community, their family, their friends look at them and say, oh, you're more like a girl than you are a boy. And they live with this inner tension. It, it alleviates some of that tension, doesn't it? It really does. And it takes the pressure off to try to be something that they're not. Mm. Um, because it's, it's a category mistake, <laughs> I think. Mm-hmm. So it, it's so much better to help kids say, oh, this is the kind of boy you are. This is the kind of girl you are. Isn't it great that God made you like that? And when children are celebrated and supported in the kind of boy and the kind of girl that God made them to be, then they can accept themselves because their parents accept them. Their parents celebrate them. And if they feel comfortable in their female skin and their male skin, Mm -hmm. um, saying, this is what it means for me to be a girl, this is what it means for me to be a boy, and it's all good, then it's so much easier to live with what is and the way that God made people as opposed to something's wrong. Something's intrinsically wrong with me because I'm identifying like, you know, I'm a girl that identifies more like a boy. Mm -hmm. No, you're a girl who likes this type of girl things. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing inherently gender restricted about engine mechanics. Nothing. Absolutely. There's nothing inherently masculine about STEM, you know, the science, technology, Engineering, well, engineering and math. Math, I think, you know, yes. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, who said women can't handle that stuff, that yeah. girls can't handle right. that That's stuff? That's not in the Bible. That's, yeah. No. <laughs> no. You know, we've got too many um, stereotypes. We've got too many restrictions that I don't think God ever intended. I see. You know, one of the things I like about this idea of the gender spectrum you're talking about, when both genders are free to exist on their own spectrum, really kind of independent of each other, then you can have guys, for example, who can be more than one. You know, uh, when you talk about the rough and tumble boys, mm-hmm. man, I think about Samson, right? Mm-hmm. Famous, one of the judges period of, of, of Israel's history. And man, I think he's a real man's man. Like he only, <laughs> he only knew yeah. one, one gal. He had one gal that he really liked and he pursued her and that was it. We don't see him with a lot of friends. We don't see him with a bunch of guys who were his posse or his crew. He didn't, he seemed to be like, I'm doing what I'm doing. And he was very, obviously very strong, but that was about it, you know? And then by contrast, right, we have characters like David, right? Who seem to occupy, and I'm super jealous here, like all, all, all wavelengths on that. Very wide (laughs) bandwidth. Absolutely. Total man's man, very strong, valiant warrior, brave, courageous. You know, what's the famous saying from the Old Testament that Saul has killed his thousands and David has killed his ten thousands, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, man, but at the same time to have composed so many of the psalms that are in our bible today it's just he's got both he's got the the poet and he's the warrior he's got the sensitive and he's got the rough and tumble he's got the aesthetic and he's got the sensitive which is so cool there aren't that many boys who take up more bandwidth Mm -hmm. you know from the beginning yeah what i have noticed paul is that as men grow emotionally Mm -hmm. and spiritually especially they start taking up more bandwidth Mm. and i i've watched it happen in my own family i've I've watched my kids and my husband develop Mm -hmm. you know into to take up more bandwidth and i think the reason for that is that particularly the goal of spiritual maturity is Mm christ-likeness and where how would we qualify jesus in the masculine gender spectrum. He's the entire thing. Yeah. You know, he was a man's man that mm-hmm. men followed like crazy. Mm-hmm. And he 
Was he creative? Was he artistic? Well, have you ever seen a sunset or a sunrise? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you ever looked at the DNA, yeah. double helix? Yeah, he created that. Yeah. He came up with that. So Jesus is the entire package. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see happening in men is as they develop more Christ-likeness is they start taking up more bandwidth. And men who are more rough and tumble can learn some sensitivity skills, can learn to listen, and it makes them a better man. Yeah. And, and you can also see something similar happen with the femininity spectrum okay. where girls can get off a, a point and start taking up more bandwidth and becoming greater flavors, other flavors of femininity rather mm-hmm. than just the one. Yeah. Man, that's fantastic. That is great. Thank you for sharing with us what the gender spectrum is. So, the many implications of what this means, right? So, so tell us what happens here when, for example, like aesthetic boys or tom tomboy girls aren't celebrated when they don't, as you put, when they don't fit into our typical mainstream culture's narrowly defined, perhaps narrowly defined. I think we're saying today mm-hmm. too narrowly defined box, exactly. and they're not celebrated for who they are. Tell us a little bit about what that's like when uh, boys and girls experience that kind of. A being pigeonholed. Well, unfortunately, because the number of or the ratio of sensitive boys and tomboy girls is much lower than the other end of the spectrum, it's very easy for them to feel other than. There's shame connected with feeling Mm. like I'm not like the others. Mm. I'm different. And it's easy um, instead of feeling, wow, I'm special. And this is so cool that Mm -hmm. God made me this way. They're comparing themselves, and comparisons can often be deadly. Mm. Um, and so the problem is not only will they look at themselves and feel the shame of being other than, but the kids on the other end of the spectrum, it's real easy to look at them and say, you're not like us. There's something mm. wrong with you. Mm. And there's a judgment and mm-hmm. there's a shaming that happens. An alienation. Yes. Ostracize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they end up on the fringes feeling like, I don't belong. Mm. Unfortunately, um, this has been the experience of many, many, many thousands of people, if not more. Um, When they get older, it's very easy if they're not supported in the kind of masculine and feminine that they are. Mm -hmm. They're at at risk for being open to predators who will pigeonhole that vulnerability Mm -hmm. and say, oh, you know, you're you're gay. Mm -hmm. That's what that feeling different means it's another category error it's a false label it doesn't mean they're gay it means they're not like the majority god has a plan for their lives that involves their gifts and their strengths and the richness that they bring to Mm -hmm. the tapestry of human beings and other people are like oh no 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 that's what that means is you're gay you need to come over here with us other people who are other than and different Mm -hmm. and they believe a lie Mm. Man. It happens all the time. Man. Okay, so what I hear you saying is that one potential outcome of tomboy girls or sensitive boys who aren't celebrated and affirmed in their identity being, as God made them, male or female, are at risk or at higher risk for being, sounds like preyed upon. It sounds mm-hmm. like what I hear you saying is uh, that they uh, there's more likelihood that they're going to be preyed upon by, by predators who would yeah. use that tension, as we've talked about, that inner conflict that they're already feeling, to feed them a lie, which is to say, hey, that tension you're feeling, it's because you're actually gay. It's because mm-hmm. you're homosexual, and you just didn't know it. And mm-hmm. now you're now you're just learning to discover it. Mm-hmm. Man. Because they, 
they have this sense that I'm not okay instead of realizing I am fearfully and wonderfully made just mm. the way I am mm. because God knew what he was doing when he made me like this kind of boy, this kind of girl. Yeah. And that's why we need to celebrate and support the kind of boy and the kind of girl that they are, mm. which is why we need to avoid stereotypes like the plague. Mm. Because okay. I think so much of the issue about transgenderism and mm-hmm. believing this lie that I'm, I'm in the wrong body mm-hmm. is that, you know, there's an understanding of, well, whatever it means to be a boy, um, that's not me. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm drawn to something different than what is just a stereotype. Mm. You know, if you've got a boy coming into the world who's meant to be a David and write psalms and songs and paint pictures and add to the richness of life, but he doesn't like playing sports, we don't want him thinking there's something wrong with you. We want to celebrate the gifts and the strengths that he does have. Yeah. And we're in trouble it's the stereotypes that cause so many of the issues of thinking I'm not okay the way I am mm-hmm. because they're comparing the way they are to the stereotype rather yeah. than comparing who they are to God's glorious intent mm. with a wide range of acceptable designed people. Yeah. You know, and to, to hear you describe at least just the stereotypes you've, you've mentioned so far, it almost sounds like we, we set up our kids for failure when we compare them to those stereotypes. Oh my goodness. Because, yeah. I mean, I guess an implication of what you're talking about here is that those stereotypes are really like straw men. Like yeah. they, they don't they don't actually exist. Like the, this tomboy girl who feels different is, is, is actually supposed to be totally different than, than how God made her. Mm-hmm. And the same for boys too. Yep. And so it's like we're setting them up for failure. Yeah. When we make that comparison to those typical stereotypes by saying, hey, you're this way and you're supposed to be this way. We just set them up mm-hmm. to live in that tension and to live in distress, yep. emotional, constant emotional and spiritual yep. distress. And it's easy for people in the church to confuse stereotypes with mm-hmm. what biblical masculinity or biblical femininity is. You know, this is what it means to be a girl. Yep. This is what it means to be a boy. Like, uh, no, I saw a great video <laughs> at one point where somebody had a pink box and a blue box and okay. out of the pink box... She pulled out makeup kits and Barbie dolls and stuff that we are usually associating with girly girls. And out of the blue box, she pulled a baseball mitt and playing, you know, baseball cards and and that kind of stuff, all sports oriented Mm -hmm. stuff. And and said, but, you know, the problem is I'm a girl, but I really like baseball. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I like the idea of, you know, trading cards or whatever, but... But it's the blue box. But I'm a girl. There's a problem here. Mm. And what this person did was she dumped everything out of the boxes onto a table, threw away the boxes and said, what if we said, well, so I'm a girl who likes baseball. What if you say I'm a boy who loves the colors of the sunrises and the sunsets, meaning pink and purple? You know, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. It means mm. he likes the colors in Jesus' paint box. Mm. <laughs> you know, let's get rid of the stereotypes and just celebrate the kind of variety that God has the right to instill in the people that he makes. Yeah, no, that's so good. That's so good. You know, and for those of us who are listening today and, and our parents who have kids of our own, I know I'm, I'm a parent myself. I've got three precious kiddos. What advice? I mean, what, what does this mean for a parent? How should we change our approach to our kids and to discipling and to loving and training our kids? 
Uh, I think it really makes a difference when parents are able to see their kids on the gender spectrum instead of in some sort of stereotype or violating the stereotype mm -hmm. and supporting them, making the decision to support whatever that child is like, mm -hmm. their design, their unique design as God created them. And speaking that truth about those kids to the siblings, to other family members, to mm -hmm. neighborhood kids, and to kind of introducing this idea that isn't it wonderful that Johnny loves to sit down at the piano at three years old and work out tunes. Isn't that great mm -hmm. that he's so musically gifted as opposed to some weird thing that, oh, piano's for girls. Yeah. Who, what? Yeah. Who said that? That's crazy. <laughs> Don't tell Beethoven. Yeah. Or seriously. Mozart. Yeah. Or Bach. That's right. Or, or <laughs> deciding that kitchen <clears throat> culinary skills are mm -hmm. gender restricted mm -hmm. or teaching is gender restricted or, mm -hmm. or studying or, you know, that's kind of thing. Let's just celebrate the way the kids are and then spread the word mm. that we're going to support, celebrate, and cherish the individual designs of each child. Mm. Okay, so if I were to summarize what I hear you saying, it would be that for the word to parents is to incorporate this truth of, of the gender spectrum uh, with respect to the identity of your kids. Mm -hmm. And as you are instructing your children in their identity and who God has made them, to teach your boys that God has made you a boy, and that's okay if you like colors and art, in addition if you like sports or ball. And the same thing as you're raising your daughters, if you like to play sports, that's fine. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with you as my daughter, as my child. Yep. And I think parents need to decide that they're going to be the primary cheerleaders in their child's life, no mm -hmm. matter what especially if you've got a rough and tumble dad and a sensitive artistic creative son yeah. he needs to set aside his own comfort zone mm. what if god gave a dad a rough and tumble dad a child who was a ballet dancer and they mm -hmm. could tell that from the time he learned to walk yeah. i was like oh skipping the walking stage going straight to dancing uh, which I, is somebody that i know you know okay. well let's support that and yeah be the biggest cheerleader we can be for our children as they are. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned that because I for sure would fit, if I were to put myself on the gender spectrum, mm -hmm. I would for sure fit in the sensitive side. I'm artistic. I love music. I love writing. I love reading. I love what I do. I love pastoring and ministering and teaching. I love all these things. Sports, not so much. <laughs> um, you can't see me, but I don't exactly have the physique of the athlete. <laughs> Never have since really early on. And so when uh, the Lord blessed my wife and I with our first child, we, we would kind of joke like, hey, the Lord's going to give us a football player. Because <laughs> my wife and I are both really musically inclined and we love the arts. And we would always say, what if the Lord gives me a sensitive male, sensitive dad, a rough and tumble boy? And if he does, I'm, I know that God's grace is sufficient. And it's really just kind of a, a loving joke between the two of us. But that, that makes it a little bit more difficult. It does. Uh, that's another um, dynamic to be considered for parents. Well, especially for Christian parents, you know, we are called to, you know, when it comes to identify with Christ, we are to... Deny ourselves, take up our cross, follow him. Mm. Sometimes, you know, that means, okay, I'm going to leave my comfort zone mm -hmm. to, to do the right and loving thing. What, what does it mean to die to ourselves? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> I hear you. Totally. Uh, Sue, this has been so good to have a conversation with you about this gender spectrum and, and, and what it is and to, to think about gender from uh, perhaps a different perspective than our common mainstream uh, 
culture tends to think about it. And I, th- I thank you for sharing that with us today, uh, especially the, the good word to parents and how we raise our kids, myself included. I know yourself included in that. Yeah, it's been real, real insightful. And, and again, I mean, that's the whole point of uh, listening to this new podcast from Pro Ministries is to help you think biblically about the other six days of the week. I know we often like to joke around here at Probe, not just on Sundays. Mm-hmm. How do I apply the teachings of Scripture to the rest of my life? That's really what uh, our conversation has been about today. However you are getting this podcast, I want to encourage you to subscribe so you can uh, continue to listen to more future podcasts from Probe Ministries. I thank you, uh, Sue Bolin, for being my guest today on this podcast. And thanks for listening to this new podcast from Probe Ministries. If you have any further questions, you can always uh, check out our website at www.probe.org. That's P-R-O-B-E dot O-R-G. I've been your host, Paul Rutherford. You can always email us at info at probe.org.